Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number five. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Here in this episode, we are going to be covering book one, chapters eight and nine, wrapping up part one. Yes. The part one being the tributes. Right. And uh, part two, entering into the game. The games. And Stephanie, we have many notes here, thanks to you. No, I was taking um, lots, of lots and lots of notes. notes. I did. I'm, I'm pretty sure that on chapter eight, I just um, transcribed the whole chapter. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I love this. Katniss cries. Katniss cries. What will they do to me now? What, what, what about my mom? I told you. Well, because <laughs> I wasn't sure when you were going to be able to read and how long it was going to be between. And you needed to remind yourself right. what all you read. Exactly. Well, I'm delighted to say that I'm keeping up with you pretty well. You are. Pretty well. Here Although we are. we're still not moving fast enough for me. Like, okay. I want to sit down. And I'm, I'm even thinking like as soon as we finish this book, uh-huh. going back and reading it straight through all together. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm reading it in, well, I am. I'm reading it in these small chunks and it's hard to keep like everything together for me does that make sense well i'm very sorry about that yeah it's all your fault it is all my fault but it's the only way i can think of to make sure that our content week after week is or well of course it's week after week or for the folks listening but for those of us who are wanting to stay in line not being tainted by the rest of the story it's the only way to do this (sighs) yeah i know we can't i mean unless you wanted to record like every morning like do two chapters and read and record the next morning before we wake the kids up for school. It's a possibility. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not reading nearly fast enough. So, yes. Yeah, so, we end chapter seven with her just getting she shot angry the at, the, arrow. at the gamekeepers. Right. Yeah. Shot Straight the arrow. Straight the, to the apple that was in the mouth of the pig. Exactly. Right. I love when she says, um, I wasn't trying to kill one of them. If I had, they'd be dead. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yep. She she hit her mark. She she hit it right on the mark. And yep. uh yeah, so I I enjoyed that part. But And, and of course, uh we know that, that because she had done that, she was very much concerned what's this going to mean? Uh she breaks down and cries in her room. And well, I think that was a big thing because that was the whole time she wouldn't allow herself to show that emotion because she thought it showed weakness. Well, she, she didn't want to be show any kind of tears on television. Because she thought it showed weakness and that yes. the other tributes would pick her off first. Because, exactly. Yeah. But now she in the uh, piece of her own room, which, you know, I, I sit there and we sometimes watch The Biggest Loser and they show us like this one guy who gets up in the middle of the night eating a bag of chips. You know, I think that they probably are being watched because there was something later on where um, where Effie says something uh-huh. and then she like says something to cover it up like they're being watched even when they're in like their common areas and you know. I didn't get that. Yeah. 
Where where did you see that at? It was in one of these last two chapters that we read. Huh. I'll I, I'm pretty sure that I took a note about it. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So she she's you know especially if it was in chapter eight. If it was in chapter eight. I took a note about it. Yeah. And then I told you going into chapter nine when you started reading, and I said you need to take chap notes on chapter nine also. Because I didn't take very good notes. And then I got to an end and I said, don't worry about it. It, it doesn't matter because the ending is so good that we can just ride on that. Exactly. Go ahead. So chapter right. eight. So anyway, um, she's wondering what are they going to do? She's kind of concerned. Are they going to uh, give her a low score? I mean, are they going to Are they going to arrest her, her or kill her or turn yeah. her into an um, AVOX? Uh, an AVOX, like, yeah. Yeah, like the girl, uh, the redheaded girl. But I think how quickly her concern, I think this truly shows her character um, how quickly her concern moves from herself to her family. Exactly. She's wondering about, you know, is this going, will they do something to them? Right. And of course, um, she basically um, spends some time in her room alone mm-hmm. and All, a lot of time goes by. From like lunch, from when she finished to dinner, she was in her room alone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's this note here? They'll still need a D12 tribute. Okay. Um, she asks when she goes to dinner and they're oh. finally like, okay, what happened? And, and she tells them what happened and, um, and she's like, are they gonna, are they gonna arrest me? Are they gonna, you know, are they gonna kill me? You know, and, and Hamish says, this they still need a district 12 tribute, you know, yeah, and there's they'll too just, much whatever to they're going to do to you, it's going to happen in the arena. Yeah. And and basically they said they're they're not going to do anything to your mom or to Prim because if because they then do that, they'd have to tell what happened exactly and yeah. and they're not going to let those kind of that things breaks out rules and so I love what she says it's like then the impossible happened they cheered me up right you know it's like well I don't care what they do to me I mean I I'm dead anyway uh, right exactly That's, I mean she still thinks that she mm-hmm. she's still thinking that way and um so it's it's time for it's time for. Everybody to start. All the TVs are on. There will be no blackouts tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's time for the gamekeepers to rate the tributes. One being the lowest and 12 being obtainably high. So I'm like, as soon as she says that, I'm thinking, you're going too fast. You're, no, you're deleting I, things. That I, It was all about the scores. You had like four notes on the scores. I can okay. tell you everything I just erased. Number one, she would talk. Okay. Well, th- anyway, I knew right away. I knew right away that she was going to get a high score. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as, as she, she said, you know, a 12 is unobtainably high. I'm like, okay, so she's going to get a 12 or right, right up there next right. to it. Absolutely. And so then Rue got a seven. A six or a seven. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which they which she was surprised to find out. Yep. And um, we learned later that uh, her in, in either eight or nine. That her skill is running fast. Yes. She, catch nobody can't can. catch me, right? <laughs> yep. They can't kill me if they can't catch me. Exactly. And um, and so then we find out that um, PETA received... An 11? No. 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 Um, oh, PETA. PETA. Yeah, I don't know what he got. Because you erased it, but I took that a note was, on it. Oh, my goodness. Are you really going to go there with me? What? There, there's no note on P- what PETA got. All right, so here you go, right here. Look, this is all I got. They still need a, a District 12 tribute. Um, where do you see this? Uh, PETA raises an eyebrow and asks what happened. Okay, then we're not to that point yet because I know that I wrote it down. So, okay, well, so they're yeah, asking. Right. It, yeah, that's oh, okay. What, 
It's so a, it's way down there. Oh Stephanie, my goodness. You took a note on every sentence. I'm I mean, pretty seriously, sure I did. On. I'm pretty sure I did. So the only thing I erased so far is all the things that said, you know, notes, you know, they're going to score. You right. had another one that says the 12 is the highest. It's unobtainable. Okay. And you know, well, so I read she this was two days for ago. A six or seven. I know. I read this two days ago. But I ago, looked at so the notes. I knew what I was deleting. Right, well, We're good. Well, then lead the conversation. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. So um, good. He was provoked too. So basically, right. we see that Peta was not the only one who was upset about being kind they of. They weren't just, paying attention to him either. Exactly. Yep. yep. Uh, she gets a little upset when uh, Hamish actually uses the uh, term of endearment of sweetheart. Sweetheart, her. yeah, that kind of irritates her. This is where um, it says Effie is horrified, and I'm pretty sure that this is when, okay, she's told them the story of what happened, and Effie can't believe that that happened, and then she says something like, "It's not." She doesn't say serves them right, but it, it's, it's their responsibility. It's to their watch responsibility you. to pay attention, and she says something that is. Um, that is negative toward the gamekeepers. And then she like totally apologizes, like kind of mumbling or, you know. Oh, so that's what you're talking to, about yeah, being watched. Yeah. yeah. And, and, no, this makes perfect sense because this is the dining area. Right. You know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I, that's, this is fair game. Yeah. Because yeah. we see that all the time right. on reality TV shows now. It's like this, you know, them hanging out in a public area where they're interacting with one another. This is a very reality show kind of like stuff but I, i'm just saying oh, i okay so, no, i'm just i'm looking at the notes now and i realize i skipped down a lot because some of this i've already talked about mm-hmm. anyway exactly and so um well they punish, punish my, my family All right. yeah they'll do that in the arena and they um, cheered me up i love when he's like well that's that you know it, it's over now there's nothing we can do that's that you know and then Peter gets an an eight Right, Peter got an eight. Um, okay, and I did not type that three times. Just so you know, that no, that's th- fine. this this little don't worry about application it. you use. Let's let's just go with it, babe. Okay. All right. So yes, Peter has an eight. Uh, some of the you know career tributes, some of them have their tens and stuff like that. Right, and nines and tens. And of course, what happens? Katniss gets an eleven, 11. the highest score. Mm-hmm. Ha- Highest, def- yeah. Definitely. And basically, they like her temper. They like the fact that she's got it yeah. spunk and attitude. Katniss, the girl who was on fire. Ex- exactly. We yeah. hear this several different times. We do. Yep. We do. All right. So um, let's see here. When she's th- she's thinking, okay, so now we both did well in now her and Peta. We both did well in the scoring. Now, what does that mean for the other? Right. You know, she's still we're. We're competing, you yeah. know, we're, we're up against each other. Yeah. What does that mean for the other? And, and so I just, I like her going through all of this anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, then we have a backstory of Gail. She starts thinking of Gail again. I think and- the backstory is in chapter nine. All right. Then why is that here? Isn't it? I don't know. You have this the is where right she's here. comparing. Oh, okay. Then some backstory with Gail. Okay. It is in that chapter, but um, I like the comparison. And she's like, it was really not fair to compare Gail and Peta because Gail and I were thrown together by a mutual need to survive. And here we are, our mutual need to kill one another. Right. Peta and I, our survival is is based on um, Killing killing the other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So basically, uh, friend is too casual of a word for Gail. So she's still thinking that maybe she, you know, she kind of had a little bit more than just a... Uh, a, a friendship with right. Gail that, that she see, saw him as something more 
And th- that's something that we had picked up on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But she um, described it in the first chapter as not being love. Like, yeah, I know. But still, I, I think in her mind, I don't think love was something she was really looking exactly. for in this life. You or know? that she even yeah expected or... Or wanted. But or, I think if you were to uncover some of her deeper feelings, I think maybe there was a little bit of that feeling for Gail. Right. And she wonders if there, you know, if he misses her and what, you know, he is he out hunting without her, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And and so yeah. And it's all, we we get to learn a lot about how they first met, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how they began to trade with one another for secrets slash goods and, and then skill. How, and, and skill. Exactly. Yeah. And then um and then, of course, they decided to partner together. So we, we got all that backstory, and which is kind of cool to fill that in, which, you know, the fact that, that she's still continuing to fill in this backstory, I'm seeing a love triangle in the future. Are you? Yep. I'm okay. seeing Gail coming, you know, taking that, that train system he's not supposed to be on, you okay. know, crossing district lines he's not supposed to be crossing. Okay. I'm saying I don't he's know. probably... I, anyway, there's but, a but she's big struggling. part of me that thinks he's not in the woods yeah. this Sunday. She, she's she's kind of struggling that uh, with all of this pretending with PETA. You know, mm-hmm. if I have this, I have with this, this with Gail and all of this... Um, pretending with, with PETA was was getting kind of you know right old but uh so that's pretty much uh everything except for the fact that um there was a little bit of a controversy right there at the end of chapter I eight I know I was like how dare him he decided you know Hamish is like ah oh, well I'll tell you what there's gonna be a little change in plans like plan I don't plan. remember any yeah, plan the right. most I remember is this but be nice in public right yeah you know what what the heck's the plan and of course the plan change is that uh, we now know that PETA has requested that they actually train separately. separately. What kind of jerk? What trust? You know, what betrayal this is. I know, I love when she's like, she is. She's like, the first thing I felt is betrayal, but that's ludicrous. How can I have betrayal without trust? Did mm-hmm. I really trust him? You know, w- was there beginning to be something more there than what I, than what I was thinking? And so, but starting off with some serious issues in the whole um him wanting something he wants to be trained alone now yep so he wants to be trained alone of course uh, this means that uh, each of them will have four hours with Hamish, four hours with effie she's like what in the earth am i gonna do how can, what out. am i gonna learn from effie in four hours well the thing is though she learns more from with effie than she got from Hamish. she did because Hamish just gave up yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, are we going to play the nice girl? Or are we going to play the sexy girl? Are we going to try this girl? Right. One thing you can't be started, is yourself. He started drinking somewhere around witty. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That. that was funny. That's hilarious. But, but with Effie, she she walked, worked on walking in heels and yeah. not tugging at her dress and making eye contact and smiling yeah. because apparently Katniss doesn't smile very often. Often. Well, the thing is, is, you know, and, and, and I love that. Um, oh, goodness. Cena actually points out, like, well, they don't very much give you the best opportunity right. to smile. No, they don't. You know, yeah. and, and so I love Cena in this chapter. I do, too. He's like, listen, you know, let's let's talk about this because we do need to pull this off. And here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to be sitting in the front row. 
would you consider me a friend? Would you answer those questions? Mm -hmm. So anytime they ask you a question, pretend that I'm asking because they're genuinely, these people do want to get to know you. Right. And I know that you don't really want them to get to know you because she she's afraid she's that- She's like, they don't deserve to know me. Yeah, they don't yeah. get to take away my past. They, right. They're already taking away my future. I'm not going to let them have- I loved that Everything response. that's dear to me. I love, I, I'm so- um, I feel so one with Katniss because I think I would be having the same feelings. You know, how dare they're taking this away from me. I'm not giving them any more. Yeah. Any more. But she recognizes that if she wants a chance and she did promise that she would try everything she, she would, could. And if she wants a chance, she understands what Sina is saying is that these people really need to get to know her. They really need to understand who she is. And so he's like, listen, I, I pretend that I'm the one asking you that you're right. among friends and that, you know, you well, and I love that he's telling her, he's like, they already like you. You are already, you're already shining like a star. Don't yep. forget. You are Katniss, the girl who was on fire. Exactly. You know, they are, um, he, he's, he is speaking to her in, um, well, you can skip all, all that from yeah, her no, time no. with Hamage, yeah, but um, Hamage called her a dead slug. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's any- sullen and hostile. But um, but Senna speaks that encouragement into her that that she's desperately needing after her time with with Hamage. She's just like there's whatever. Yeah. There, there's well, no. My favorite thing though with the conversation with Senna was um, she's like he says and just answer. Pretend I'm asking and just answer honestly. Honestly. She goes, but what if honestly is something that people won't like? Said, then say it say anyway. Say it anyway. Say yeah. it anyway. Say it as if you were saying it to me. You know, Because and, and with him, she wouldn't use the sullen and hostile. She would just... She, but she would still say she what still she would want to say. Absolutely. And, and she goes, you know, the people are going to love you. You know, yeah. we're, we're all taken back from you. We, everybody on the stylist team, we all love you. Right. You know, and, and that's what and that's what he told us. They already love you. Just be yourself. Exactly. So, um, of Peter course, looks striking. It's time for the interviews. Peter's looking pretty good. She's thinking, yeah, black. Uh, he wasn't he wearing like a black suit with. She sparkling? doesn't care as long as it wasn't identical. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so glad to not be, you know, yeah. dressed identical. You know, um, talk. Yeah. Basically, uh, there's you know the Simon Cowell of the evening, or n- not even Simon Cowell. He's a horrible example. He's but Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. There's basically you have the Ryan Seacrest guy that, in like forty years. Yeah, but the deal here is that this one guy, he's always done the interviews for the Hunger Games, and he just I I I really like this character. This I do too. This, Caesar. This, Caesar is his mm-hmm. name. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but Caesar just has a, this personality. I cannot wait to see this guy. I know. On the movie, which, by the way, I know exactly who I think they should cast for Cena. Not right. Caesar, but I Cena. And I'm not sure I agree with you. Okay. So I'm sitting here thinking of Cena at, through this entire thing. And every single time I hear Cena described and the way that he treats her and talks about her and, and all of this other stuff. In my mind, I'm picturing Martin Short playing that one that character from Father of the Bride. Yes, the the With wedding Steve planner Martin guy. And, right? Is it Franck? Franck. Franck. Mm-hmm. I Cena in my mind is Franck, played by Short and Mar- Martin Short. See, I don't get that. Yes. I, yeah, I don't see that at all. Um, Franck. I'm telling you, but I don't you. really know who I see when when I see Cena. Um, in my mind, it's Franck. In your mind, it's Franck. but um. So I just she's and I just talking ruined about, it for so many other people. I know. That's terrible. But um, so as she's describing Caesar, she's, you know, talking about how he's been hosting the 
the games for but or the interviews perfect. for 40 years and um he's you know his hair and his his makeup always match and it's a different color for you know um She's each glad games it's blue and instead it's, of red right, like last year it was crimson it looked, like he was, it looked like he was bleeding um i liked that but she talks about how um in the capital they do have plastic surgery and you know change their appearance but um in district 12 if you meet someone who is elderly you congratulate them on their longevity and you like ask them how have you managed it because people die young where she's from yeah and in the capital it's just not the same it's, right. it's different so. right all right so the and we Caesar- already talked about rue saying that yeah. you know they can't catch me and um i what i liked about caesar is that he brings out the best in each tribute yes like he was really, He's not it's his looking, job to make sure that they like you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he does it fabulously. He did. I absolutely I really love how this part it. of the yeah. story is written. And uh, so basically we get into, you know, it's like, what did you think about that outfit? She's like, you mean, <laughs> um, after, you mean after I got over my fear of being burned alive? I love that. Yes. And again, it was the first time she got a herself. real, she got a real laugh out right. of the audience. And, and and she didn't have to lie. Yeah. She she was able to tell was the truth. All very she was true. made eye contact with um with Cinna there in the in the front row and he um he gave her a finger you know which was twirl for me you know gave yeah. the, the finger in a circle yeah he and, didn't just uh, give her the finger he <laughs> I was working on it but um I anyway so no, just twirl kidding. for me so she twirled and the way that the dress was just anyway I she, she giggles for the first time in her lifetime. For the first time ever. 16 years giggles. old and you've never giggled. Can never you imagine giggled. the, I mean, seriously, can you imagine the kind of life that would have to have been led? Yeah. I mean, that's the life that they've been describing this so, entire time. Yeah. Starvation and yeah. what is there to giggle about? Right. But here she is. She She's giggling. And not only that, but she's giggling in front of everyone. everyone. Right everyone i wonder and what that's like for her mom watching it. in love with her but no like i was thinking like what cares that? about her mom she does well, i know she does but i don't you know um but what that must be like for her mom to be at home who has dealt with the i don't maybe it's because i'm getting ready to raise a teenage daughter but right. i'm like who has dealt with the sullen and hostile katniss you know who totally resents her for the way she's been for the last, you know, several years and has provided for their family and and to see her literally sparkle. Yeah. Literally sparkle and and giggle for the first time. I, I just I'll I have kind to of admit wonder. to you, Stephanie, I did not even think about it. I did. OK, well, that, did. that's why you're here in this podcast to bring oh. out things that that I don't even think about. All right. Because so. to be honest with you, I'm still a little sullen and bitter towards right. her mom. So he asks her, Caesar asks her, what happened? How did you get in that your score? private? How did you get that 11? And she says, well, I can't say, you know, well, that, that, she, she that's, looks to the game makers and says, does. you know, I think she's kind of looking for them. I, Give me this out. Don't let me, you know, don't make me answer this. Just, yeah. Let's just say I think it was a first. <laughs> I love that I love answer, that. and they're like they, yeah, they nodded. They, they nodded. nodded. <laughs> they did, yeah. and um, and then tries to get her to say it again, and she looks to them, and he's like, you know, those are sealed. They're private, and she's she, like, sorry, my lips are sealed. Caesar asks about you know taking sister, the volunteering yeah. over her sister and stuff like that, and she answers, and um. Uh, 
she basically he says you know she asked me very hard to win and and i'm that's what i'm going to do that's what i told her i would and then if, right. you know her time's finally up she's still in a daze she's kind of in a daze but she's starting to come out of about halfway through Peta's interview right about halfway through, and then I all love, of a sudden, I love that he was comparing the other other tributes to like bread from their district. Oh yeah, <laughs> which he he did something similar earlier. Yeah, talking about people's bread, you know. Right, how, but but he was getting the the crowd was loving him. He was getting yes. laughs. You know, there was the whole "Do I still smell like roses?" Oh yeah, you they know? were smelling I, they each other, smelling each other. Yeah, and, and uh, so the crowd likes him also. Yes. And they then do. he seals the deal for himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Caesar's like, you know, well, I, I suppose you're eager to get back home and, uh, you know, to win this and get back home you have a to the girl of your you dreams. You got a girlfriend, right? Do you have a girlfriend? He's like, well, no, I've had my eyes on this one girl all my life and, you know, and stuff like that. But I don't think she very much noticed me until the day of until the, the reaping. reaping. And he's like, er, does she have, does she have, you know... Does she have a boyfriend? Well, I don't know. But all the boys like her. Yes. All the boys like her. Well, here's what you do. You win. You go home. And she can't refuse it's you. It's not going to work like that it's for me. It's not going to work for me. And why not? <laughs> because she came here with me. She came here with me. <laughs> I've read that page like seven times now. I just keep back going back and, and oh reading it goodness. again and again. And I hope when I open up chapter 10, part two, the games, that... um. That it will it will pick up right there, and I'm gonna find out what she's thinking as as he's saying this. Yep. But the more that I'm I'm getting into it and reading it, I'm like, but I want to know what he's thinking. I'm I'm tired of this whole one pertness person from from Katniss's perspective. I want I yeah. want Peta's perspective now too. Well, see, that's the thing. Okay, so with the Twilight Saga series, you have four books, you know, and then you get all the way through the four now. And then you have uh, Stephanie Meyer, who had this brilliant idea of rewriting the entire first book from Edward's perspective. Right. It's a book called Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. She unfortunately stopped doing it because of you know the fact that it got leaked and all this right, other stuff. Right. And she got really Personal, mad and, right. and she decided to stop writing the story, which is stupid because it's awesome. <laughs> you can go see it on our it site is. and read it. But anyway, I, the same thing could be done here because I could. know that there are what three books to this story yeah. and supposedly it's all done. And I could so see them writing this from Peter's perspective. So basically giving us the entire story. Right. But everything. Like what happened with Hamish and him during this? There's going to be so many things that from what Katniss's What did Effie per- teach him? Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Did he have to walk around in high heels? I certainly and there are many. Not. Well, the thing is, is there's many times where Katniss is actually in her room. And every time she comes out, Peter's already been there and is interacting with people. Right. So, so there's, it's like, what's going on? What's going on? It's kind of like in Edward, we get to hear the conversation between Edward and Esme and how he wrote Bella's lullaby, you know, and and the conversation that went around that. And ah, anyway, so I see some potential for further books in this series is all I'm saying, (laughs) but uh, absolutely love this. Now, Stephanie, I know this, I, I know that you're dying to move forward and that you hate to stop and I do and stuff like that. I do. But, you know, isn't there some, I know it does, but isn't there some kind of gratification knowing that there's always something to look forward to? No. No. All right. For me, there <laughs> is. No. Um, I just want, I just want you the just story want consume, right now. I, I just want to consume it and, and then go back and read it with you. And that would be horrible for you. For me. This is horrible for me, but I'm, I'm, 
I had I had already read Twilight before you read it, and you know, so I had the whole story when we sat down to do the podcast. And th- this is what you want. This is what's working for you. And um, I'm just gonna have to pick well, up another book and start reading it in the meantime. I know you've already read another book, an entire book from Francine Rivers. Since no, Karen least, Kingsbury. That's who it was. Yeah, Karen Kingsbury. But still, here's what I want to say: is that I love the fact that we're going on this journey together. Well, last I, I love this. Here's the thing is that I had finished chapter nine before you. Yeah. And was super excited about the way that it ended. She came here with me and I was all giddy and everything. And, um, and so we went to the movies. We'll get home and you're going to finish the chapter. I'm, I'm like dead exhausted and I lay down in bed, but I know that you're reading. And so I'm not letting myself fall asleep because I want like, your first reaction when you read it. And yeah. And, and the other cool thing about us reading it together like this. And I kept like asking this. you, where are you? Where yep. are you now? <laughs> I'm I like, know. come on, read faster, dude. <laughs> well, the thing is, is with us reading together like this and having to wait to go forward, it, it definitely is giving you the motivation necessary to make coming, making coming down yes. into the studio Because now I can priority. go read two more chapters. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And just wake up tomorrow at five and record and, a podcast. And <laughs> Are we going to wake up early in the morning and do it again? If you, get two, if you get two chapters done tonight, absolutely. All right. I might I'll do have that. two chapters done in an hour. <laughs> I, I know you will. All right, folks. So Okay, maybe an hour and a half if I'm taking notes. But. All right. I liked your notes, by the way. Thank you. Those were good. I'm going to let you take notes. Even though they were too many? Well, yeah. Just As long as you're not going to yell at me every time I just go through and delete a bunch of them. Before we come in next time, I'll, like, glance through them. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my friends, that is another episode of The Hunger Games. We are now finished with part one. It is awesome. It is. Loving this book. By the way, so many people in our community have picked up this book. I, I mean, literally, I, I think I have seen 40 different people in our community who have posted on Twitter, Facebook, on the um, the comment section on the site. People are joining the group that are, is set up over at gspncommunity.com. Absolutely awesome stuff. So delighted. By the way, Sharon, our friend who, who we met on the cruise, uh, Sharon Cassidy, she um, suggested the Hunger Games to me. She's the one who suggested this. For the first this. time. She caught wind of the fact that we were doing the podcast. She's rereading the book. She Not only did she sign up for uh, gspncommunity.com, she's become a Plus member. I know. Made a one-time contribution to our podcasting efforts. Thank you, Sharon. And, and thank you for suggesting the Hunger Games. Absolutely. Because I'm loving it. I love This is like my favorite book. Although, here's the thing. I wish the library would have had it as soon as we got back from the cruise I in February. I am so glad they did not. <laughs> Sharon, <laughs> we're delighted to have you. Stephen Cross is reading this book. Steven, it's so awesome. Loving it. Loving it. Folks, um, thank you for tuning in. And tell somebody else about HungerGamesPodcast.com. You know, if you've got a blog, do us a favor. Write up a little blog post on your blog and type up a little story and and then put a link to HungerGamesPodcast.com. What that does is that will get us to the top of the search engine results. If you go into Google and type in Hunger Games Podcast, HungerGamesPodcast.com will rise to the number one position if you guys blog about us. Anyway, folks, thank you again. We will be back soon with another episode. And until next time, we encourage you to join 
the community. 